Alright, continuing Perak Tazayim. Vamar, Vayelif Ishmi Beis Levi. Lomar, Kihaya Toldus Moshe Alav, Alav Shalom. Me Amram Vyochavid. Lob Mashehu Prati Ze. Right, we Mashehu Ish Bilvad. Right, so we spoke about this, right? If we would have been given his name, we would have said, oh, Amram, well, here are his characteristics, here's who he is. So Moshe Rabbeinu can really only be kind of an expression of that, right? And so that's why we want to say, no, he was a generic man. He was a man uh, who's unidentified, right? So it's not going to limit Moshe Rabbeinu. Vod, ki kol pir ki kol prati hu mitzad hachumri. Kasher yodua minin haprati. Okay, I think we discussed this last time. We discussed it. Difference in the prati and klali. As relates to Moshe. No, just in general. Why? Why prati is humri? I don't think so. No. no okay. No, so, um, there's many different mashalim we can take. Let's let's say uh, let's say you have a 3D printer, right? So you come up with a design, right? Now, the design itself has no physicality to it, right? It exists in you know, a, a computer image design, right? It's, it's, uh, it's in zeros and ones, right? There's no, there's no physicality to it whatsoever, right? It's a concept. A concept in the person's mind, right? Or in the computer, same thing. And now, so that's Klali, meaning that will be now the blueprint for making, you know, a million fidget spinners, Right? Now, each fidget spinner is really what is really it, it's physical. It's physical, right? So, though the concept of the fidget spinner is abstract, right? Uh, you see what happens? I, I've, been, I've been teaching a group of, of, of uh, teenage boys during Benes Manum, uh, so that's why I'm giving analogies of um, 3D printers and fidget spinners, but. You guys probably still, don't even know what those are. Spinners? What? Are they still using fidget spinners? I don't know, but I'm just trying to be hip with the times. <laughs> yeah, might be a couple years too late. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay, let's just add. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll probably got a 3D printer at home. What? You probably have a 3D printer at home. No, we have a fidget spinner, though. I don't know if they're cool. My daughter. His finger's too small. She just puts on the table. Yeah. Great for babies. Yeah. There you are. Okay. So see, so uh, so so the, so each individual thing, or the way that you know, uh, the, the example that one would use before this is, let's say, you have you have um, you have a, <clears throat> a concept of a particular animal, right? You know, that's what the animal is, but it's not limited to any particular body, right? But a particular behavior, this cow or that cow, right, it, it has its own things because of its physicality. True, twisted its ankle one time, it, uh, you know, whatever it is, you fed it more, you fed it less, but it doesn't change the concept of what a cow is, right? So that's the difference between Prati and Klali. Klali is a concept, because it's always conceptual, because there's no particular one that you can point to and say, this is it, right? It's it's, it's the abstraction that unifies all these pieces of physicality, right? All these different cows, they're all an expression of a concept of a cow which exists beyond all of them, okay? Whereas the prati is the actual physical thing itself. 
So Shein B'davar Shehu. Sorry, you said, you said you were going to explain the difference between the... the that's why it's Chomer. That's why it's Chomer. That's why it's Chomer. Oh, stringency, physicality. No, no, not stringency. Okay. Right, physicality, yes. Okay. Shein B'davar Shehu Nivdal Min HaChomer. Pratis. Something which is uh, abstract, right? So it's not going to have... Prati uh, Prati means, you know, uh, different... Um, You know, when you make things, you know, you make a, b- a bunch of things. You, you make uh, a, mid- a million fidget spinners. The party is one of those million, right? Where something is abstract, there's no room for there to be two of them. Because if in, a, in abstraction they're the same, so what makes them two? There's just one, right? There's only one malach over H, right? And, and that's Gavriel, right? You can't, wh- why can't you have two Gavriel? You know, two, two because what will be the difference between them, right? It's the same thing. Don't in physical, no problem. I'll just make the same thing again with some other material, with, with just some more. I'll just take some more clay and make another one. So that'll be, that's why there's you know, this one and that one. Because this is this Homer and that's that Homer. Right? But in, but in Surah, there's no, there's no difference. The Moshe Shahaya Nivdal Legamri Lunolud Besibus Pratis Klau. So he was not born from a particular person from a particular Siba or cause, right? Ulakah Lonemar as flow shame prati. Rak uh Kosov Shame Ish Shahu Shame Lokol Ish. So that's why we used a general term. Veeno Shame Prati Miyuchad Vize Mora Al Madrega Nevdelis Elokis of Moshe Rabbeinu. Trying to understand the difference between these two, he said. So first explanation, he said, why does it say ish? Is because you should know the Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he was born from Amram, from Amram and Yocheved, but not from the Prati of them, but rather from their, you know, from their Tzura, from their, from their Klal, right, from their abstract part of themselves that he was born right and he says and also because a prati is physical and Moshe Rabbeinu uh, need to come from something that's not so what's the difference between those two seems very similar no Does Hartman have any notes on it? Yeah, I'm going to read this. <coughs> he addresses it directly, but I understand the answer. 
understand what you said there. I mean, I understand the words. I'm not sure. I, I didn't understand the the differentiation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the difference between Nivdomin and Chalmer? The Chalmer. Right, I think it's a force. It's a major force, or hard was saying. He's saying that in the first shot, the moral is referring back to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu has to transcend the, the klal, has to be outside the klal, has to be a separate entity, and not a part, so to speak, direct part of the Jewish people. There's no mention of that here. What's the second one? The second one is, he, the second one is pretty clear. The second one, he definitely does speak out. Right, that he shouldn't be that he shouldn't be humri, he shouldn't be physical. Right? Are they, Again, are they just two sides of the same thing? One is that he should be Mylamina Klal, and the other is that he should not be too particular to Homer, which no, is really humri, saying that he should humri. be Mylamina. No, I, I, I don't know if you have to find it that you could find necessarily the one without the other. But it's two different, two different angles. That's clearly, I mean, he's saying for old, he doesn't mean, you know, once you say this, it's not an inani, it's not an alternative answer. It's, it's additional, right? Uh-huh. But, okay. but, uh, but, but frankly, I think, I think the Rehartman is a force over there, meaning there's no mention of that. There's no mention of that in the morale over here. But I actually, I, I, think, I think the Pshat is like this. He says, Ki haya told us Moshe, Allah v'shalom mi Amram v'yochavet, right? Lo b'ma shehu pretize, meaning Moshe would have been limited to a particular type of thing. For example, like what we said before, let's say, let's say Amram was a very very kind person. Extre- him and Yochavet were extremely kind people, right? So Moshe Rabbeinu would have been limited to that. Does that make sense? Because he comes, he comes from that type of a background. He comes from that type of a family. Same as in the Rishon, the first. The first shot. Yeah. Pre, uh, uh, um, right, he so came from them, but not b'mashe hu pretize. Right. So it doesn't limit Moshe in who he's going to be, what type of person he's going to be. That's the first shot. Second uh, shot is okay. physical or not physical. Right. Second, let me write that down. So the first shot is that, they, that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to be limited by their particular characteristics. Right? Whatever characteristics they have. 
Second one is that he's not physical. That he's not. That he's not limited as a as a as a as a physical entity of, of being a prop. Okay, that he's much more connected to the cloud of things. Right? Okay, good. Vod, a third thing. Sheim zacher shmam haatzmi hayamash meki bishvil amra mitzad shehu adam prati ze bo mimeno hagolol. Oh, so Amram merited to bring Mashiach, to bring Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Amram is the one who did it. Amram brought Moshe Rabbeinu. If not for Amram, Moshe Rabbeinu would not have come. Right? That's what that would imply. Shikach hayam ashma, vayelech Amram, vayikach yocheved, ritzono lomar, Mitzad Shehem Bnei Adam Pratim, Nod Moshe, Dutu, Amram, and Yocheved, Moshe was born. Umashma, Ki Amram Vyocheved, Iker, Buleidus Moshe. So they're the, they are the driving force, they're the primary thing in the birth of Moshe. Kemokol Adam, Shemold Ben, Shehunol Bishul Av. He was born because of the father. If the father wouldn't have done it, he wouldn't have come. So you're telling me what? That if, Amram, if Amram had not chosen to go and um, take your heaven back, so then there would have never been a Moshe Rabbeinu, there would have never been a Gulas Mitzrayim, there would have never been a Kabbalah Satorah, like there would have not been a Goyal, right? No, of course not. Yeah, I mean... When it comes to regular people, so sheim lo ayav hazeh lo ayaben mipnei shemoshu rabenu alav shalom hayamuchen legeula misheshimei bereishis. This is something that that had to be. It was from in the blueprint of the world. There's going to be. We spoke about before why there had to be a gol a golos mitzrayim, right? Because class was still being formed, etc. But then there has to be. Uh, a, a power which is going to come in and separate them, right? And take us out. So there has to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. V'lohaya olam. So all Amram did was he was just the you know, trigger to bring this power into the world. But it was already all prepared from before. Yeah? Good? So what's the difference? So, so it'll be somebody else. So it had to be an Amram that caused his coming about. That's what it would imply. Ksiv vayelech ish, because ish could be any ish. What's the difference which ish? So it won't be this ish, it'll be a different ish. Ki yesh anashim harbe ba'olam. Ve'im ein ze yesh acher. Ve'heven ze gam kein. Yesh lecha la'ayin. Lama hutzrich. Lama hutzrich. Lemuchtav vayelech ish. Mibes levi. Lahazkir Shema Shevet. I mean, if 
So if you're telling me we're trying to obscure the personality, we're trying to say just a man, right? We're trying to be as vague as possible for three reasons. What are the three reasons? So you're saying like Rav Hartman. Okay, no. fine. And, and as you're saying, like I wanted to explain it? Okay, no. let's leave, let's leave that as a Maklaikas. That's literally how the Maharal explained it. I also think so, but uh, but uh, Sorry. but uh, Ari is just saying over what the Rav Hartman says. Fine, that's the first shot. Second shot uh, from Homer. He's not. Uh, he, he's not. He's not Humri, right? And third shot is. It wasn't Amram that brought him out. Right, the, the 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 true cause was not Amram. He would it would have happened. Sure. So if that's the case, so why mention Levi? Yeah. So he says. So he says. So right, so so why is he uh, why is he doing this? to mention the name of the of the tribe. Not sure. I mean, Bas, I guess Bas Levi, because we wanted that you should know that she was like a girl, etc. I mean, we, we had our reasons for saying that for for identifying her as a daughter of a man of. of a particular man. I don't know, maybe we could have said Bas Ish, daughter of a man also, I'm not sure. But certainly, why does he have to be identified as a man from the Shevet Levi? Valama Hizkiro, so Al Shema Shevet. Kizel, so answer, Kizel lo adilucha, ki lo haya ru'ui, lot says, hagoyl, rakme Shevet Levi. Oh, so, so we are now attributing, so although, Moshe Rabbeinu would have come, even if not from Amram, he would have come from someone, but we're saying it, it did have to come from Shevet Levi. So it works perfectly, meaning we obscured the, per, the, the particular person because it wasn't limited to a particular person. It would have happened anyway. But there are many people, Shevet Levi. Shevet Levi is not something that could just disappear or, you know, or could just not be. No, Shevet Levi is part of, the, part of the blueprint of the world again, right? So, yeah. Bein Av or Bein Haim, Meshavit Levi, Vehu Shavit Shlishi, Asher in this Kaddish. Oh, so it's the third, it's the third of the tribes, right? Meaning it was uh, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Levi is the third-born son, and and that is the one that's made holy. Um, he's going to discuss it. Later, I believe. If not, we, we we can discuss why the third one, Dafka, is the holy one. But being that, for now, let's just take that as a fact that the third one is the holy one. So that's why it had to come from Shevet Levi because they're the ones that are going to bring the kedusha into Klausron. Okay, which is obviously not by coincidence why they are the Levi, you know the Levim, the Kohanim. Um, Okay, Yaakov, you came just in time. Five, five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's start, so guys, let's start from the beginning again. Let's go back to catch Yaakov. Okay. Um, Right, they the whole time, which uh, were not enslaved, they were able to you know because they were kind of the priests 
of the Jewish people, so they were not enslaved the whole time. That's all because of the holiness of the Shevet. The physical things specifically are fit for enslavement because they are because they are acted upon, right? We used to we, we gave analogies back then, uh, right? That um, if I have a box of tissues or something, I push it, it goes this way. I pull it, it comes back at me this way, right? Um, it, it just it's just responsive. It doesn't have any its internal innate definition of what it is, right? If I have, you know, if you imagine you have something. Um, in the physical world, let's say I have a, I have, I don't know, a rubber ball, right? So I press on it, maybe it'll give way a little bit, but then I let go, it bounces right back. I mean, right? Because the ball has a tsura to it. It has the shape, at least, of being a ball, right? But the more physical something is, the more completely responsive it is. That's why the ultimate example of something physical is what? Water, right? Water is always the example of something physical, so water takes on whatever shape you give it, right? It's it just totally malleable in every way, right? You pour it into this shape, you know, carafe, and, and it's in there. You put it into a cup, it's there. And into a glass, it's there, right? Um, it's put it on the floor. So it's totally reactive, okay? Um, so, so that's why it's fit for slavery, Slavery means taking on the tzura of something else, taking on the definition of something else. A slave is what? I tell him, go do my shopping today, and afterwards cut the lawn, and then, then afterwards do this, right? So these are not things that he necessarily would have done. He probably would have done some other things today, right? He had his own ideas, maybe. But because he's my avid, so he does whatever it is I decide. So today I decide that, tomorrow I'm going to tell him to, be, to you know, become a, you know, a tailor, Right? So, um, whereas a, a tsura is is free, a tsura is what you're going to do. Uh, you know, no matter how hard people work, they're still not going to manage to bend one plus one to equal anything but two. Right? That's what it is. Right? You, you can rate it. You can make decrees, laws, you know, whatever it is. It's still it's still going to equal two. Right? So that's the ultimate freedom. It's completely un. Uh, unimpacted. Well, here, uh, so, so something that's physical is nispoil. Vizen is buyer lamala. By the way, just so I can make a note, which, which chapter was it that we discussed this in? Kikwara Marnu. Come on. No. No. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I have to go back and look at it. I... Uh, one second. What which beam is that? This is somebody's one. This one. This one. 
No, 66, no, 66. Nie, No, pergimel, pergimel. Pergimel. Okay. Okay. Because man, she 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 so now, so meaning ultimately Shevet Levi are going to be dominant, meaning Moshe is going to actually be shouldered over the Mitzvah. But in the meantime, the Klausel are broken themselves, so at least, you know, so, so it's like uh, maybe an analogy would be, we used the analogy back then of a computer, right? That is, if a computer is broken by a laptop that, that's missing one part to it, so then the whole thing is basically pretty worthless and, and, and the only thing you could really use it for is a what? Paperweight, right? Now, but what about the computer program inside of it? Is that is that also being used as a paperweight? How much weight does the computer program add to the holding down of the paper? You might have a laptop. Right, software inside, is, laptop is missing a part, so it doesn't turn on at all, right? How much weight is the computer program weight adding to the paperweight function? Zero. Zero, nothing, right? It doesn't weigh anything. So, so, so it is not, now, it, really, it should be the loftiest of the thing. But if the thing is broken, fine, so, so it won't be, but, but it's not going to be enslaved either. Right, so that's so that is uh, so the Shevet Levi, although they couldn't actually come out Lepoil and to be the and to be the, the you know the leaders over the whole thing, but they also were not Nishtabed either. hoyl their their merit and their holiness that helped you. Moshlim Mitzrim Al Shevet Levi Hakadosh Vanivdol. Yeah, the Echiye Moshel Aleihem Hachomer Hagerua Hazeh Heim Mitzrim. How can it be that the Mitzrim would rule over Shevet Levi? I share you Israel Ruim Lehigael until ultimately we would be fit to be saved. Vaz Hotzi Hakadosh Baruch Hu Hagoyel Mishevet. And then finally, Hashem brought the goyal from that shavi, who shavit levi, asher who kodesh v'nivdul. And then that shavit, meaning Moshe through Moshe Rabbeinu, was Moshe ala chomer heyo mitzrim asher nimshalu lechomer, like the pasuk says, asher basar chamarim basaram, like we've discussed many times before. Ulefikach Yotzer Mishavit Levi Moshe Rabbeinu Alav Ashalom Asher Hu Hatsura Hashlema Vehu Nivdal Min Hachomer Kasher Yisbayer Ait Shalohaya Adam Nivdal Min Hachomer Kimo Moshe Rabbeinu Alav Ashalom He was the most. There was no other person that was Nivdal as much. Hu Hayar Uil Yos Moshe Al Mitzrayim. That's why he ruled over Egypt, like the pasuk says. Ruu Nasaticha. 
Elohim, Leparo, etc.